Hello, Internet friend. I'm David Ravel, and this is ValueSide. For all of our articles and podcasts, visit valueside.com. Well, today, a bombshell jobs report changes everything. <laughs> it was a queasy weekend on Wall Street. It was like the day after a client introduced me to his favorite scotch, Pinch. I was sure that my stomach would never be the same. And while the analysts on Wall Street are experiencing a similar sensation this weekend. You see, their support has just been kicked out from under them. The foundation of their view of the economy has changed. And not just Wall Street. It has a significant transition even in Washington. Now, for the past couple of years, we've been told that this is a robust and vibrant economy and that the recovery from the COVID lockdown is now complete. Inevitably, these Pollyannas point to the strong labor market as their proof. Look at the low unemployment, all those job openings. The economy must be strong. Everyone who wants to work can. But Friday's non-farm employment report, or the jobs report for October, showed that's not the case. This report showed a major drop in the number of workers on the payroll in October versus September. A significant reduction in jobs like this indicates a slowing economy, perhaps even an economy on the verge of recession. But it's worse than that. It's more than a bad October. The Bureau of Labor Statistics, which compiles these numbers, also lowered the August and September jobs reports. Initially, the Bureau indicated that over a half a million new workers were hired during August and September. 563,000 to be exact, but not so. They're now telling us that the revised hiring number is 100,000 less than that. That's a reduction of 18% and makes all the difference between a growing economy on track to higher levels and a failing economy on the verge of recession. Now, the payroll report is a foundational report around which all of Wall Street's macro models are built. It ranks up there with corporate profits, economic growth, GDP, and inflation as the most significant benchmarks of the economy. If jobs growth is weak, then all the rest of the model's data needs to be revised. Initially, you saw this change in attitude in Friday's action on the exchanges. Traders were quick to conclude that such weak jobs market meant the end of Fed tightening. The result was a major rally in both stocks and bonds, as the street is more than ready to celebrate the end of rising interest rates. As we'd expect, declining employment translates into increasing unemployment. Here, too, are some unexpected new levels in those who are out of work. The unemployment rate rose to 3.9%, the highest level since January of 2022, up half a percent since April. Now, many on Wall Street call for the unemployment rate to hit 4% as early as next month. It would be a significant blow to those who remain bullish on the economy. Now, the ramifications. The first to feel the heat from this dramatic development in the jobs market will be the Federal Reserve. On Thursday, November 2nd, the Fed Interest Rate Committee, the FOMC, concluded their two-day meeting. They elected to hold short-term interest rates steady at 5.5%. 
However, in their closing statement, they noted, and I quote, job gains have been robust in the recent months and the unemployment rate has remained low, unquote. The very next day, the Bureau released this report, clearly showing that job gains have certainly not been robust, at least as far back as August, and that unemployment is not low, but instead is rising rapidly. Now, many in the country have been willing to go along with the Fed's tight money policy as long as it did not slow the economy. However, if the cost of higher interest rates is lost American jobs, that will likely prove to be a bridge too far. The country is already feeling the pinch of higher interest rates in their adjustable mortgages, on their credit cards, and in other lines of revolving credit. From now on, the Fed will find it progressively more difficult to maintain its tight money policy. Most on the street now believe that we have seen the peak in interest rates. So how about the president? November marks the beginning of the 2024 presidential election cycle with campaigning already underway. It has been apparent that the president has made the strong jobs market the centerpiece of his campaign so far. Now he will need to rework his stump speech as any reference to job growth will need to be modified. Instead, Biden will need to reference a more robust economy in face of these shaky jobs markets. It will no doubt prove to be a difficult task, especially for someone who's not as articulate as he used to be. Look for the 2024 Biden campaign to pivot to other issues, foreign policy maybe, and away from jobs and the economy as the campaign season progresses. Let's look at demographics, the most impactful area. No discussion of the jobs market is complete without a reference to our changing demographics. Since the COVID-19 pandemic, there has been a marked change in people's working habits. Although much of this data is incomplete, and it will take some time to see all of the implications, we can now point to some significant changes currently appearing in the labor market. The most ominous change to the nation's demographics has been the decline in our life expectancy. In the most recent report year, which was 2021, the CDC observed that Americans lived two and a half years less than just five years before. After steadily rising for over a century, life expectancy, a vital indicator of the nation's health, has now dramatically shortened in just a half a decade. You don't have to be an actuary to point to the pandemic and some of the curatives, the lockdowns, the isolation, the medicines, as a likely cause of this lower life expectancy. But life expectancy is only one of the indicators that suggest that American workers are no longer as productive as they used to be. In the three years since the COVID-19 pandemic, over 4.6 million workers have been permanently disabled, while those Americans who are fully employed are working 24 minutes less per week than they were before the pandemic. Of course, 24 minutes sounds like just a little, but once you multiply that by the 167 million American workers, you realize how many productive hours are being lost. Finally, 
580,000 workers have left their jobs. After peaking last summer at 168 million plus, in slightly over a year, the total number of American workers has now declined to just 167 million. We're still determining where they've gone. Indeed, a large portion, the boomers, have retired. Unfortunately, many others have died. Remember that life expectancy. And still others are disabled. But the overall picture is of a working population that is not as healthy or as productive as just a few years ago. Overall, this latest jobs report was a real bombshell, revealing far more than is at first apparent. And that's today's Value Side. For all of our articles and podcasts, visit valueside.com. I'm David Ravel. ValueSide is independently written and researched. The views expressed are strictly my own.